Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and good night to everyone listening at whatever time you're listening. As always, I am Joey Neemarek, the host of this podcast, and this podcast, as always, is the Mental Health Check-In Podcast, a podcast dedicated to bringing mental health awareness as a means to help us all heal, because the more we learn, the more we heal, and I think we should all heal together. Today in particular is a very special healing day because... First and foremost, I want to try to keep this as brief as humanly possible because I don't want to overshadow our guest today, but this is going to be the last episode of the podcast for a while. It's the season two finale, and unlike the season one finale, I'm actually going to take a break. The transition from season one to season two was very spur of the moment, so to speak. I kind of thought, hey, it's a new year, should be a new season, so... There was really no space between the two seasons, but this time there's going to be a break. A break to give myself the time and space to pause, break, and reflect on what I've learned from this show and just live my life the best way I can using the tools I've learned from this show so far. These days I'm a big advocate for taking a break from things and the people you love just to really appreciate and understand the space in which these things, these people hold in your life. To understand if that space makes you long for it more or if it feels like a weight being left off your shoulders once it's gone. I want to do that with this podcast for the next few months. But in the brief time that I've already reflected about this break so far, the more I've grown to think about this podcast being there when I need it. And it makes me appreciate this show all the more than I already did. When I first started this podcast, my life felt like it kind of was caving in on itself. But now, 33 episodes deep, I can say this podcast was a very important step in my recovery, in my own healing. And in the ways that I've healed thanks to this podcast and in the ways I continue to heal using what I've learned. It just makes me so grateful for everything this podcast has given me. It's given me a space to heal without judgment, a space to vent and I guess cope with the struggles I've been dealing with. It's given me a platform to have incredible conversations with some incredible people and given me immense support from friends, from colleagues, from strangers. And I'm really grateful for the support I receive from listeners like yourself. I don't know where I'd be today if not for this podcast, so I really want to thank you for listening to this podcast and coming along for this journey with me. And the more that I think about returning to this podcast after this break is over with, I'm genuinely excited to continue this journey again for season three, which right now I have season three returning on July 27th because I'll mark the one year anniversary of this show being created of the show's first episode being posted but don't worry there will be some some something somethings posted periodically between now and the next four months to just hold y'all over for a little bit until this episode this podcast I mean officially comes back 
Until it does come back, you can check in for updates at CheckinPod on Twitter and at CheckinPodcast on Instagram. But today, I really want to focus on my guest for the evening, Rickett Raven. They are a Twitch streamer. They stream horror games, but they also do a lot of work in the mental health community. What they do is often charity-based, but they are incredibly honest and open about who they are and what they've been through and the and the trauma they've gone through in an attempt to help people heal from their own traumas. And I really admire that. Hearing about them made me want to pick their brain a little bit for this podcast and the honesty they brought to the table for this episode was really inspiring. I'm honored to have really gotten to know them and for them to share such deeply personal info about themselves. I think listeners can learn a thing or two from this conversation and if you're like me, you'll be deeply touched by what they have to say. And if you are, you can check out more of them by checking out their website, underworld.live. Follow them everywhere at Wreck-It Raven. Everywhere being Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok. But for now, with all that said, let's just dive right into this. How are you feeling on an emotional, physical, mental level right now? So physically, I'm exhausted. I have two kids that I run around after all day. Um, emotionally and mentally, I am getting there. Um, I am on my first full month of antidepressant medication for my PTSD. So it is working. Um, obviously, it's not going to take everything away. And there are other things that I've put in place to kind of navigate those those ominous waters but um i feel i feel okay i feel okay well okay sounds good in my book and first things first i just want to say congratulations on starting antidepressants that's a big leap for a lot of people a lot of people it's tough to make that leap and the fact that you've done it i'm very very happy for you thank you and one thing I noticed, you said that you were getting there. And I'm not going to force you to share anything you're not willing to share or delve mm-hmm. to personally. But just for people who are in that kind of groove, who are just not good, not great, but getting there themselves, how do you, I guess, get through those days, get through that getting their phase the best you can? So, um, I'm going to give a little background because I think it's important, but I have PTSD because I almost lost my life in delivery with my daughter. And I remember those events pretty, pretty perfectly, like all of it. Right. And so um, I was at a point where I wasn't sleeping. Um, the littlest things would really trigger me into these downward spirals of literally fearing everything around me. Um, So I knew personally that I had to do something to fix it. And so I actually started doing therapy and um, all that kind of stuff online through a program called Cerebral and they do prescribed medications. So you see your provider and then you have a care counselor and things like that. So um, thankfully she was able, my counselor was able to give me some tools to kind of get me through those days. 
Um, so when I do feel those, those negative emotions start to really come to the surface, um, I will find a quiet moment and literally go through the alphabet um, with game titles or places in the world or movie titles or bands or artists of a variety. Um, and that will actually, it forces my mind to stop thinking about all the things that are negative and really center myself. So usually by the time I get to Z, I have taken however many breaths I've needed and I can kind of continue through the day. I can definitely see how that can be really helpful. That's my first time hearing about something like that. So I thank you for recommending that for listeners. Of and course. more than anything, just I, I thank you for just sharing that part of your life. That's That sounds very traumatic and I'm glad you're at least past that point at least yeah i mean and it's it's a slow grind right like nothing in the mental health space is instantaneous um outside of you know all the negative things like panic attacks and and you know depression and and things of that nature but it's worth it because it is it is are, like we have the ability to take our life back, right? As much as we can. And we need to kind of remove the stigma, especially in you know the black community or the BIPOC community or surrounding mental health. Um, and so if I, again, can just be some form of beacon, like, yeah, you know, mental health is important and we should be taking care of it no matter where we come from. Um, I'm going to do that for sure. Absolutely. And on that note, I kind of want to ask just how did your, I guess, your mental health journey begin as far as looking inward and just working, making your mental health a priority, especially since it's so closely linked to what you do with Twitch, which we'll get into a little later. Yeah. Um, well, my, my honest, honestly, my mental health journey started when I was a kid um, because I had a very chaotic upbringing um and there's there's a lot of you know past hurts and traumas that I have suffered through that but as I grew up and I started to feel things that were not normal and I say that with air quotes because normal is relative but outside of the happy feelings that I was supposed to be feeling um it actually made it worse because I thought that I was broken. So I kind of just, I, I think the first time that I actually really took that step was I had talked to my counselor, my guidance counselor at school who recommended that I, you know, see a therapist. And I was so nervous. I was so nervous because as a child, like I had to go to a therapist, but I never really knew that that's what it was. But when I actively had to make that that choice for myself, it was 10 times harder. Um, but I did it. And I've been in and out of therapy since then. And it works for me. And the best thing that a therapist has ever told me is therapy is not supposed to be all the time. It's not something that you have to force yourself to do in the moments when you feel like you don't need it. But it's there when you do. And I think that's really powerful. I think that's really, really powerful. 
Can you expand on that a little bit? Because I've I've heard kind of the opposite from certain people, and I'm sure therapy is different for everybody, but Mm -hmm. more commonly I hear that people like to go to therapy where they need or don't just so they're just to keep themselves grounded. But Mm -hmm. for you, what does it mean to be that therapy doesn't always have to be there for you? Um, Well, you know, of course, everybody's individual experience is very unique to them, right? For me, um, I, I ebb and flow. So there are long stretches of time where I feel that I'm in control of my emotions and I don't necessarily need to be able to speak to somebody on it, you know, weekly, monthly, whatever it is. So I choose not to, but I always end up going back, especially when I have those really strong feelings that I cannot get out of. Um, And that's just what works for me. Because I know sometimes once I start, and this is me, it's probably going to sound weird, but once I really start to build a relationship with a therapist, there comes a point where they almost know too much. And I feel like even though their job is to be, you know, the neutral zone, they may kind of have a certain bias as to me based off of what I've told them. So I will usually end up switching therapists after about a year anyway. Yeah, I totally understand that. And uh, I also want to, on that note, I just want to take the opportunity for people to know that it's totally okay to switch therapists. Like Mm -hmm. a lot of people think that once you get a therapist, you're basically, that's basically your therapist for life, but Mm -hmm. it's perfectly okay to, it's like, what's a good, but I'm not going to use that analogy. I'll just say straight up that sometimes not every therapist works and you kind of have to go Mm -hmm. through ebbs and flows you may have a therapist for x amount of months and suddenly it's just not working anymore or just off the work off the off the rip it's just not working for you so it's in your full listeners judgment to kind of decide which therapist fits them and if that means finding a new therapist every month then so be it yeah Yep, absolutely. Like there is no shame in, you know, finding someone that generally works for you. That is very important. And a lot of people in that field do really understand and will tell you that if you feel that they are not a good fit for you to try, you know, they can recommend somebody else. There is no shame in that at all. Do not feel guilty whatsoever. Absolutely. And I guess to detour a little bit, I kind of want to start talking about your Twitch platform and like, I just want to ask like, how would you get into Twitch personally? Um, I had an ex who told me I couldn't. So I did. (laughs) Cause I, I, I don't like being told I can't do things when I I genuinely want to be able to do them. Like it's one thing if logistically it's not going to work, but if somebody is just telling me I can't do it, I almost feel like this need to prove them wrong. So that's how I, I got into it. And, you know, over the course of my my Twitch career, um, I've had pretty long lapses in between. Um, one was because I had a benign tumor on the bo- my lower spine. So I couldn't sit, I couldn't stand, I couldn't really walk. Like it was just hard because it was I was in a lot of pain. So um, I took about six months off until I had, you know, my surgery and, and was recovered from that. 
And then, you know, there was a move involved. And then um, I came back and I found out that my, my father had passed away. Um, so I took a pretty, pretty massive break then. And I just came back after having my daughter. So I started, I want to say, probably about 11 months ago is when I came back and I wanted to use my platform for something that mattered. For me, my near-death experience changed everything, everything. I don't want to leave this world and not make the most of my journey. So if I can help somebody else, I'm going to do it. And if I can inspire somebody else, I'm going to do it. I'm going to be real. I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel in that moment. And I'm going to, to try to reach people on a deeper level. Like I, I want to provoke thoughts. So I want my platform to be used to be chaotic good no matter the cost. Like I, I'm, I'm just, that's who I am. I want people to know that it's okay to be kind because for some reason in society today, it is really frowned upon or it is almost seen as shady. If you are genuinely trying to do something nice for somebody, because the first response is, well, what do you want? And it makes no sense. I want to be the change I want to see. So I'm going to do that. That's how I'm using my platform. I really love that attitude. That's a really powerful attitude to have. Because like you said, it's, it's hard to come by these days. And it's, it's a very, it's just inspiring to me. And I love that. Thank you. Thank you. And I guess like to stay on Twitch a little bit. I also want to ask like why Twitch specifically? Because there's like a, there's a, what's the word? Presumption. There's a presumption mm -hmm. that with Twitch, it's, it's the platform where you play video games on. And me, myself, I'm only learning like in the last couple of months recently that that's not the only way it can be used. It can be used for podcasting. It can be used for just chatting. It can be used for what you do, which is talk about your story in hopes to inspire people. So out of all the platforms you could inspire people on, why Twitch? Um, it's always felt like home. Like I was going to go to Mixer and then Mixer went down. I'm not familiar with Mixer. What's that? Mixer was the Microsoft version of Twitch. Oh, okay. Um, and they were doing really well. And like they had tried to bring traffic in and it just wasn't happening. So they actually shut down last year. Um, but I chose Twitch because that's where I started. And it was evolving. Twitch is constantly evolving, right? And I can appreciate that, even though the platform itself is not perfect, they have done many things wrong. And they've been called out for those things that they do wrong. And some of them they fix and some of them they have yet to fix. But it's where I feel like my opinion and my point of view is going to reach people. And don't get me wrong, I play games. I play horror games, mostly. Um, but I always start my stream with just chatting. You know, I'm checking in with people like, hey, how's your week been? This is what's been going on with me. I hope you guys are doing well. Yada, yada, yada. Right. So we we actually I'm trying to build a community of people 
who are who feel comfortable enough to be vulnerable and I've actually tried to flip the script a little bit and I'm starting to make my community do daily positive affirmations for themselves. So that way, cause we are conditioned to not like who we are, right? So I, myself included, I'm trying to force myself out of that bubble. So every day we type like in discord, we have a, um, our own like little channel and it, we put like, Today, this is what I did and this is what I like about myself. Because everything is changing. And, you know, and kind of to tie back to Twitch, everything is changing. Like video games are cool, but it's not the only way that you can um, really reach out to people. And I think COVID really proved that Twitch is for more than just gaming because it became, you know, uh, a lot of people's ability to be social with others. So as much as, you know, Twitch pains me, I love it. I love the platform. How you uh, personally benefited from Twitch, especially like with COVID going on during, like how have you been doing this time? Um, So it's honestly helped kind of, force me to talk about things and I need to be able to talk about them pretty consistently in order to be able to really heal from it and that was actually recommended by one of my therapists as well so that has definitely been a huge benefit for, for me the other is that I have found a community of people who accept me for who I am and we build each other up so it's a confidence boost and, you know, monetarily, it's not, it doesn't pay super well, but it's enough that I can, you know, pay a couple bills, especially since I have to be home since I have two children and my oldest is doing school from home and my youngest is not in school yet. So it's been a huge benefit. It, and, and to kind of tie off of, you know, the kids thing, like all day I am mom, wife, uh, I have to take care of the house. I have to clean, you know, butts. I have to make dinner. I have to do all this stuff. And like, I don't get to be me. So when I sit down and I put my makeup on and I click, you know, go live, I can just be me. Like, yes, I'm a mom, but I'm Raven first. So I think mentally that has really helped me because I don't feel lost in the throes of domestic life if that makes sense yeah i think it makes sense like it's your and correct me if i'm wrong but it's your way of kind of what you touched on earlier to reclaim yourself to reclaim the things that you're not just raving the mom or raving the wife you're raving first and foremost yeah I think it's important for us to all have time for ourselves and Twitch and streaming and connecting with others just happens to be mine. I'm glad you can find an outlet for yourself like that. Thank you. Um, this is the beauty of trying to go off the cuff. Like I can't think of any like questions <laughs> right now. <laughs> you're okay. You're okay. Honestly, like no matter and not nothing's off the table. So if you're just genuinely curious about something, throw it at me. Okay. 
And I appreciate your openness so far too. Oh yeah, of course. So usually when I get stuck like this, I kind of feel like that's usually a sign to end it, but like, it's still so early. We're only 20 minutes in so far. (laughs) (laughs) That's fair. That's fair. I mean, I can kind of, I can kind of keep talking about why I think Twitch is a good outlet and like what I've personally been doing to kind of make sure that my mental health stays on track and stuff, if that works for you. Okay. As far as just Twitch goes, what are you doing currently to boost your mental health right now? So I get a huge boost in giving back to others. Um, I have created the Underworld Charity Team, and we are currently in the midst of planning our next charity event. Um, for And we, we raise money for marginalized communities. So the first charity we did was Color of Change, and we raised over $1,000 for them. The second one we did was the National Black Trans Advocacy Coalition, and we raised over $3,000 for them. And our goal was only two. So the fact that we were able to kind of pick it up and like actually do more good means the world. Because I feel good as a human knowing that I can just give back to others without expectation. Um, And then the next charity that we are doing is a charity called Choose Love, and they are an international organization, and they actually help refugees and displaced people with food, shelter, clothing, water, safe transport, and things like that, so that way they can get the things that they need. And I think it's just important to understand that, you know, no matter where we are at in our lives, helping others who are less fortunate is It is very rewarding and it should not be looked at as, you know, a bad thing. Cause unfortunately some people, you know, are like, well, why, why do they need help? Like, why, why should I give my money to this person? Or it, it, it makes a difference. If you can just kind of step outside of yourself and see the world as a whole and understand that we are all as tiny as the other one in the grand spectrum of the universe, we can come together and collectively understand that we are all we got. So I, that's, that's what I've been doing. That's a lot of what I've been doing. So I get scared for charity and I eat spicy things that I cannot stand, but it's all for fun. So that's, that's kind of what I'm doing. And then I think it, everything kind of ties together with mental health, right? So if I'm investing in others, I feel good that therefore my mental health is elevated. Um, But on the flip side of that, unfortunately, because I am a queer woman of color, I am targeted for hate raids. Um, And that can affect your mental health as well. That definitely takes a toll because even though, you know, I am used to it. I'm used to hearing these things. It never makes it easier. It never makes it easier. So there's a lot of times where I, I almost feel guilty for the people who have to be around me when that, that happens. Why do you feel guilty? Um, you know, it's a really good question and I don't necessarily have like a, well-spoken answer for it it's just I don't want to have to subject others to harassment by association 
I think is the best way to put it. Um, and I know that the people who usually are with me are like, no, like, it's fine. Like I'm here for you. Like, fuck those guys, whoever it was, yada, yada, yada. And like, they don't mind, but I don't necessarily want to, I don't want to subject others to negative feelings if I can help it. And I think in those situations when I don't have control of what other people are saying, it hurts a little bit because I I definitely feel bad that they are around me when I want to protect others and I cannot in that moment. I can understand that, but just, just if I can give my own input, like I don't think you should feel bad just because it's on the grounds of like you said, like it's something that you can't control. It's not, it's negative energy that you're not creating, but it's making its way to you because as a queer woman of color, you are targeted. That's an mm-hmm. unfortunate fact that a lot of people have to deal with, but it's not, it's nothing that they bar themselves for their own day. They should not be targeted. You should not be targeted, but just because you are a target doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you specifically. It, there's just, if anything, there's something wrong with the people doing the targeting. They just want to spend time being jerks. And you clearly, out of the kindness of your own heart, you go out of your way to make the space a comfortable one for people to sit in and marinate in. And you shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah, I, I appreciate you saying so. And I know logically I shouldn't. But I mean, on an emotional level, it definitely affects me, right? Because unfortunately, racism is still very real. It's still very present. And we we even see that in like, and I'm not saying this to scare anybody off, but we see it in the medical community. Um, it's hard for me not to be absolutely irritated with my care team when I was pregnant because I had explained to them what was going on. There was a point in my pregnancy at the later end where I gained seven pounds and I was so swollen. That is a classic sign of preeclampsia, which is high blood pressure during pregnancy. Um, And it can be very dangerous. So they did test and they're like, no, you're fine. But day of when I'm in labor, like my blood pressure is so high, it is in the seizure zone. And part of the reason why I nearly bled out was because my blood pressure was so high. But I was not taken seriously. And the first therapist that I had to deal with, you know, my postpartum depression, as well as trying to navigate these these newfound waters of of post-traumatic stress disorder, um, did not take me seriously. Actually, she decided that it was more important to talk about somebody that I worked with that she grew up next to or like grew up next to her. And it was frustrating. It was very frustrating and it still is, but I know that I cannot change what happened to me. I can only try to heal through it but that's going to be a scar that is unseen for the rest of my life. And I don't wish that on anybody. I'm really sorry you have to experience it. I, I appreciate that. It's just like, forgive me. 
trying not to cry but um it's hard because there are still two pictures very specifically that I have a hard time looking at and it is in the OR and they bring my daughter to my face and in one picture I'm like cradling her face and then in the next I'm passed out completely passed out and those pictures were taken within seconds of one another and it's hard because that should have been a very happy day for me and it wasn't I mean, I was in such bad shape that they didn't even take me out of labor and delivery. Because I was going into shock. I lost about a third of my body's blood content, if not more. Because it's approximate. Basically, what they do is, like, they, they grab rags, they put it in a bag, and they estimate based off of the amount of rags that they put, the blood-filled rags that they put in this bag. But I felt the effects of that physically for up to a year. And that took a toll on me as well because I was not feeling 100%. I was so overly exhausted that I I would literally end up passing out within like seconds and just knocking out for four to six hours during the day. And it's hard. Because these are the things that I live with that haunt me, usually when I least expect it. So I talk about these things because people need to know that they're not alone. And people need to know that there is, you know, the other side and you will get there. And it's never like it's never going to go away. It's never not going to hurt but you'll get there. And I think that that's part of the reason I use Twitch as well. Because if I can talk to somebody about this, that means that I'm strong and being vulnerable with them. And maybe something I say will make their situation a little bit easier to deal with. I don't want anybody to go through what I went through. So, uh, sorry. No, to, don't apologize at all. Just let it all out. And uh, do you need like a minute to grab Oh, no. I'm good. Okay. Yeah, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I just thank you so much for sharing that too. That's, I feel like that that's a side of pregnancy and stories and PTSD ultimately that just goes untold. I, it's just tough as what I'm trying to say. It's, I know one person who went through a similar story and it's just, yeah, it's rough. And I, all I can give is just my sympathy. Cause obviously I'm, I'm never going to experience a trauma like that in my life. So I, I just thank you for just, sharing your story right now well thank you for allowing me to share my story um 
I know it's not necessarily like the most important story in the world, but it's important to me. And it's important that I share. So that way, again, I can just help somebody, whoever it is. Absolutely. And if not the most important story or not, like it's still a story. And me personally, I think all stories are important in their own magnetic way. And I thank you for sharing yours. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. Sorry. I'm just dabbing my eye. Okay, we're good. But yeah, so I think I think Twitch has really helped me. Uh, gaming overall has helped me because there's there's a need for a healthy escape. And being able to talk to people that you would normally not be able to from across the world to losing yourself in you know this 3d graphically intense beautiful like view that you control the narrative or you you feel that you have the illusion of being able to control the narrative i think it's a beautiful thing and i think that being able to escape on a like on occasion is healthy because if you didn't find something to make you feel better even the slightest in that moment you would you would go crazy yeah absolutely especially in this day and age with Mm -hmm. not just even covid covid just barely scratches the surface but just with everything going on in the world Mm -hmm. and not even touching the fact that we're all going through something huge in our lives at this very second right now so Mm -hmm. i'm very much a proponent of just doing whatever makes you happy as long as you're not hurting anyone abusing anyone do what makes you happy first and foremost exactly i say that all the time i say that all the time like do what you want to as long as you're not hurting yourself or anybody else 100 percent. yep and the other thing that i say a lot is it's literally free to be kind. It's free. It costs nothing at all, ever. Nothing. It's free. Like free for free free, like the TurboTax commercials. The other thing is if you have something to say that is not nice and you know is going to be like real, real rude, it's also free to shut up. Just walk away. That's free too. That actually might be a good place to end it just because I really love that saying. I might actually make that title, to be honest. Of course, of course. But yeah, like, ultimately, like, I, well, first off, I want to thank you for coming on this podcast. And second, I, before we end it, I have every episode where I like to end it on giving people their flowers, so to speak, where, like, I just, in case we never speak again, I like to give my guests a token of gratitude, let them know why they're appreciated. And I appreciate you just being not only so willing to just share your share your story so openly and freely, the good and the bad, but just helping people with their own trauma by offering something to the world, be it a platform like Twitch where you're playing games or raising money for charity, or just showing people the other side of what trauma looks like trauma is a very scary thing but you from my end at least you're you're coping you're healing and 
a lot of people need to hear these stories, see the success stories for lack of a better term for people like you who come on the other end of something so traumatic and just come out just really powerful and all the better currently. And I'm so, so happy for you for the space you're in, the space you're taking up, everything you're doing right now. And again, I thank you for coming on this podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I absolutely adored the time we have. Um, Yeah, like, thank you for allowing me to share um, some of the hardest pieces of my life with everybody. Um, And I I do. I hope we do talk again. So. (laughs) Thank you.